Welcome to St James Bible Bites. This podcast was recorded live at our Sunday morning service and the full recording can be found on our Facebook page as well as our YouTube channel linked on our website. Our readings today are taken from Mark 1 verses 35 to 39 and Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 to 8. We continue our sermon series for Lent entitled Everyone Everywhere Growing in Faith. The talk is by Nick Tall, a lay reader at St James, and he reflects on the letter R for rhythm. The first reading is from Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 39. This is a very intimate picture of Jesus, and just to set it in context, the verses preceding this little passage show Jesus in a very, very busy uh, set of situations, calling his disciples, heeding, healing people. And just the night before, he was working right probably up till midnight because at sunset people came and sought to be healed. So starting with verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I came. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A well-known passage from Ecclesiastes, chapter 3. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to uproot. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to mend. A time to be silent, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity 
under the heavens. Good morning, everyone. Now, as many of you know, I have an allotment, and I thought it would be useful to just give you an update on how it's going. So we're at the beginning of March right now. It is still very cold outside, but I'm hoping that the season might be changing in the next few months. For the last few months now, uh, the work has been all about clearing the ground, tidying up, and getting ready for the planting season once the temperatures begin to rise. Now, if you run an allotment or if you do gardening, you really notice the changing of the seasons, the different patterns of weather. And you have to make sure that you're doing the right thing at the right time. Now, in a few weeks' time, once spring, I hope, gets into full flow, it's going to be a time for sowing seeds, and making plans, planting things out, and looking ahead. Because the decisions you make in spring, they affect the rest of the year, so it's important to get it right. But it won't be long before you're getting round to late May, into early June, and summer is coming. And there won't be much sowing of seeds to do, because, quite frankly, they need to be in the ground by then, well before then. Summer is the growing season. So, the task here is to support that growth. You've got to keep things watered when they get dry. You need to feed the plants when it's needed. And there is the ever-ongoing battle with all the weeds and the bugs that are trying to undo all of your work. But after that, as summer goes on, the different plants start to bear fruit, quite literally. Once you get through to August, from there through to October, it's time to harvest, wonderful time of the year. And it's not just harvesting around about then, it's also storing and preserving. Last year, we did really well with beetroot. We had boxes of the stuff, which is good because we like it. Now, if you don't do anything with beetroot, if you just leave it in a box, it's not long before it goes soft. It turns into a rubber ball, and it's of no use to anyone. So we spent a good deal of time last September, October, pickling, cooking, chopping, freezing, any ways we could make our good harvest last. And we have a shelf in our garage that just stretches on with all kinds of pickles and chutneys and good things. And it's enough to keep us going, well, through times like now, which some gardeners call the hungry months, because there's not much to harvest. Not even if you go to Tesco and try and buy tomatoes. <laughs> but then, of course, it's autumn turns to winter. And that rhythm of the seasons and the changing year happens again. We get into a season of resting. There's less to do in winter, which is a good job because it's quite cold and unpleasant out. There's time for repairs, mending fences and looking after tools, and there's always a bit of clearing and tidying up to do. It can also be a time for reorganizing, moving a dormant tree from one place to another, or digging out some new beds. And all of this 
is getting ready for a time like now so that once the temperatures begin to rise in spring, you're ready for the cycle to begin again, keeping in step with the rhythm of the seasons. Everything has its right time, just in li- as in life. Our reading in, Ecclesiastes, in our reading from Ecclesiastes, that theme of the rhythm of life, different things happening at different times is very clear. It's a beautiful passage, and I think it's the Bible at its lyrical best. It expresses many contrasting human experiences, and it reminds us that life is a tune that is not played on one note. There is a time to weep and a time to laugh. There is a time to mourn, and there is a time to dance. And so the writer of Ecclesiastes reflects how what happens will happen. We can't stave off these different times, but we can always walk with God as we face them. That picture of different times in life seen through the pattern of the changing year It's actually a good metaphor for our own ups and downs. You can apply it to different areas of life, such as work or family or relationships. I think it works particularly well for thinking about our spiritual lives, where our personal faith and our walk with God weaves in seamlessly to all the aspects of who we are. Now, I want to challenge you as part of our series of looking at growth, to think about what season your faith is in at the moment. And I want you to think, is it the season that God is calling you to be in right now? In the real world, it's nearly spring, so let's start there. Are you at a time of new beginnings? A time of planting seeds and looking ahead. Is God calling you to set a course which is going to run for a few seasons? Maybe trying something new. Are you needing to prepare for something ahead? Or maybe you are in a spiritual season of growth right now. Are you being called to move on from green shoots and to grow in new and different ways? Are you needing to think through the best way to support your personal growth? How you are best fed and watered in your faith? What weeds and bugs need to be cleared away? What distractions do you need to step away from so that you can grow? Or maybe you're coming into a season of fruitfulness where the planning and growth from seasons past are helping you to do good things in your life and in the lives of those around you. Maybe you're being called to think about storing up some of the good fruit so that you've got something to draw on in the hungry months ahead because there are ups and downs. Or maybe God is calling you to take a step into a time of rest and recovery, a time to repair and reorder things, a time which might not from the outside look like much is going on, but actually there is a lot happening, 
At such times, we are often laying down good foundations for future planning and growth and harvests. Is God calling you to step into that season at this moment? And if that's where you are right now, in a season of rest, are you looking out for when the temperatures will begin to rise and a new season will begin? Now, in that challenge, I want you to be honest with yourself because the core of good religion is to challenge you to face the truth as it is. Be honest and also be open to God. Be open to God taking you by the hand and leading you to where you need to be. Now, of course, on the allotment, the seasons aren't the only rhythm. They set the big picture, but there is a smaller pattern working day by day and week by week, which needs its own pattern, its own rhythm to serve the overall goal of growth and fruitfulness. I usually visit my allotment every weekend, usually a Sunday afternoon as it happens. And this is a regular pattern that helps me to keep on top of things. If I miss a week, or if I'm really slack and I miss two, it really shows. The grass comes up, the weeds are there, the slugs have had a good time. We need a pattern. We need a rhythm to sustain ourselves in the season that we're in, and that is true in life. And I find the reading from Mark's Gospel about Jesus going out early in the morning to pray really instructive when thinking about the rhythms we need in our day-to-day spiritual lives. Looking at the context, which Jenny mentioned, this passage, it's just in the first chapter of Mark's Gospel, and it shows a really explosive start to Jesus' ministry. If you look through that chapter, in verse 8, Jesus is baptized. In verse 12, he has his experience out in the desert. Then in verse 16, he calls his first disciples. By verse 21, he's begun a preaching ministry, and then he's healing people. By verse 32, crowds are gathering to be healed. In just a few verses... Jesus' ministry has come from nowhere through to people following him and calling for him wherever he goes. So it's in this context that we come to verse 35, which says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. It's like Jesus knows that things are getting busy, too busy, too crowded, and he needs space to be with God so he can clear his head and see what he should be doing next. And this, even though it's so early in the gospel story, is a pivotal moment because it's here that Jesus realizes that he is being called to change the season of his ministry away from just teaching in that small local area, but to start to travel around from place to place, bringing the message of God's good news to more and more people. And it's not the only occasion when Jesus takes time to go off and be by himself, or sometimes with a few friends, 
and find space to pray. This is part of his rhythm of spirituality, his regular practice, and one that we can learn from in our own pattern of faith. Now, for a plant to thrive, it needs what most plants need. It needs water, it needs good soil, it needs sunlight, and so on. To thrive in our faith, we also need certain things. We need prayer, we need scripture, fellowship, spirituality, and so forth. But just as not all plants need exactly the same conditions, so it is with us. Some plants need a shady spot. Some need to be put out in full sunlight. I have to admit, I am only an average gardener. In the summer, I will just slosh water around and look and say, yep, it's all had enough, that's good enough for me. But my neighbor on the allotment who puts me to shame, she is a professional. Quite literally, she used to work at the Moncton Elm Garden Center, and she knows every plant and every variety of plant and what its particular needs are. So some need to go in a greenhouse. Some do well in a pot, while others you have to put them in the open ground. Some plants just need some compost digging in before planting. Others need special food with just the right balance of nutrients. By understanding the needs of each plant, she has an amazing harvest. So in your spiritual growth, your personal walk with the Lord, understand what sort of plant you are. Because God doesn't make us all to be potatoes. Some of us are tomatoes, some of us are strawberries, and we all tick slightly differently. So I can't stand up here and tell you what you should do and when, a specific regime that will make you grow and won't it all be wonderful. You need to work that out for yourself and be honest with yourself about what you need. It's for your own good. And always remember that at the heart of good religion is that challenge to face the truth and to be honest, brutally honest. Now, the word rhythm comes from French and Latin words that mean to flow. And our pattern of life and our pattern of spiritual life should, if it is working well, flow naturally and not be something that we have to push against. If you try and fit in with a pattern that just doesn't work with you, or maybe doesn't work with the season of life you're in. You know, we heard Ruth talking about how a few years ago, the pandemic, things got very busy. Very different season of life to where Ruth is now, and the pattern of changing. And it was a wonderful, really wonderful story to hear. Thank you for sharing that. But if you try and fit a pattern that just doesn't fit, you'll just end up feeling like a failure, and that guilt will kick in. And guilt is not a good thing in a relationship. You need to love God as you can, not as you can't. And you need to be the person that God has made you to be, not necessarily the person you feel you ought to be. Find a daily pattern. Find a weekly rhythm that fits with the season that God calls you to be in. 
and find one that works for you. Perhaps you're a plant that likes full sunlight or prefers the shade. Perhaps, perhaps you'll do well to keep the weeds down. Maybe right now you need a certain sort of feeding to really help you grow. Be honest with what God is asking of you, of what season you're in, and also challenge yourself about the best way for you to live out that calling with joy and with hope and with a rhythm of life that naturally flows to sustain you. Let's pray. Creator God, be with us now, whatever our season of life. Whether you are calling us to plant, to grow, to harvest, or to rest, tend to us with your loving care and give us what we need to flourish. Show us the way for our lives to flow with yours and for your spirit to flow in us. Keep us safe from the weeds and pests that stop us from growing, that distract us and sap our strength. Water us with your spirit. Feed us with your word. May the light of your love shine upon us so we can walk with you in joy, being fully the people you make us to be. Amen. For more Bible Bite podcasts, simply visit our website www.stjamestaunton.co.uk and click on resources. Thank you for listening and may God be with you today.